Hi everyone and welcome to Nad High School Musical. I'm your host RJ and today I'm being joined by a very good friend of mine who I think is also sort of cringing at the intro. It's just going to be a running gag of just people laughing at how stupid I sound when I do the intro. I sound like a, like a TV show host, like James Corden or somebody. Hello Janice! How's it going? Oh really? <laughs> going well <laughs> you don't have to I, I swore like a like a sailor during the previous one with my brother so just keep just don't say like oh. the p-bomb or like the c-word or something and we'll all be fine okay no it's kind of just centering myself you stop laughing no but i don't know why people are so sensitive to like an f-bomb or something like chill out for me please stay calm yeah, I don't know either. It's kind of like, it's chilled, we talk like that. It's just a thing, just accept it. Yeah. But okay, there is sort of, okay, there's this place and a time for everything. Like, I can't walk into an uh, interview for a job one day and be like, I'll wear yellow nias. Yeah, like that's a, true. I'll yell my and I mean, it's not like you can talk in, walk into a church and last there. <laughs> oh, wait, you shouldn't last there ever. But no. yeah. Well, that that depends on your like religious orientation. It I does, guess. but I feel like it's still maybe but disrespectful to last it anyway. Mm, I guess. Well, mm. it well, does depend, especially yeah, how much like how you view the religion. Yeah, of course, but you can look at how liberally most Americans use. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you can you also how, look how at a lot of people using, like, Muslim words in oh, vain. Oh, yeah. Literally, there was... A, a lot. A, um, Allah was used in the poem we did for Afrikaans paper yesterday. Yeah. How did you feel about that poem? Because... I was so pissed off. Really? I cannot even describe it. Really? I wanted to walk out of the room. Really? I wanted to stand up and just walk away. Okay, so how can you? Are, are you comfortable you, with oh. defining your like religious uh, stance? Yeah, I'm a Christian through and through, okay, and that's cool. why that poem irritated me because it's the most holy song in the Christian religion, and it okay. was just basically defecated on by a guy who sarcastically went after George Bush and Oprah. Well. You see, I find it, I found it quite amusing, to be honest, because I, you're going to hate me for this, but I feel you need satire, you need to be able to make fun at, not necessarily yourself, but at political figures, and sometimes even, because, I mean, you can't agree with every single thing that is written in the Bible. No, definitely not. Not at all. There are a couple of stuff I disagree with, but it's always tough finding the balance between what is metaphorically written and what is literally written in the Bible. You see, the thing is... And that's what most people... That's what drives most people away from Christianity because mm. they don't... Because they can't the, separate the two. Yeah, they only look at like... They either see everything is meant literally or everything is a lie. How I personally see it is I, I don't necessarily call myself a Christian. But I do yeah. believe in a God. He's up there looking out for me and everybody else on this planet. 
And the only time in the Bible that God was in direct contact with a human being, or it's his direct words, is the Ten Commandments. So that is yeah. what I'm going to live my life according to. But the rest of it is just interpretations made up by humans. So I'm not going to listen that to that. That is very true. That's why I feel like the Bible is, once again, I just see it as a good, a very good, very strong guideline. But mm. it's not... It's definitely not the absolute pinnacle of how you should live your life or how you should even be a Christian. Because no, but I mean, you it's just quite, quite a bit from standard Christian boy behavior. <laughs> I mean, I always say to myself, all sins are forgiven. <laughs> Before I do anything. That's the only way you can sleep at night. <laughs> That's the only way I can justify my actions. No, because, okay, people, people would probably like some context. So you are quite a vocal user of marijuana. And yeah. what's the story where you guys went to a, to a, a English Soti Kair? Oh, no, no, don't call me that one. No, and no, he, no, no. And he got so intoxicated, they banned him from all future games. Yeah, and it was literally just because of a girl's message. But like, was, I got it, myself was, was it drunk. seriously just because of a girl that you just sort of did that to yourself? Um, yeah, because we were basically already almost something at that point mm -hmm. and then she messaged me that night when I asked her what she was doing she wow. said I was on a date oh, wow. and I was already drunk oh, wow. and, and I they, just I, left her on read and wow. I went to finish a, bot a whole bottle of clip drift no a whole bottle jeez yeah it took me like 20 minutes and then that thing was done I downed it wow ja oh, uh, and then the next that's, that's <laughs> the next day, day I woke up Next day I woke up and the message right after uh, um, I'm on a date was with my TV. <sighs> oh, no. I'm serious. You can't, uh, are you, how have I never heard this before? Oh my, you poor, you poor, poor I think bastard. you're the only one who've heard it, who's heard it, to be honest. Oh, and now soul. everybody is going to listen. Listen here, nobody this. actually listens to this thing. I look, I look at this <laughs> I looked at the feel like that's why I was fine talking about that part. <laughs> yes. No, because, wow. Because I always thought it was just that, I, I mean this with all the respect I can muster, that you just have no form of self-control. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that's what most, most people think. Um, but I think most of the time I can handle my alcohol. It's just whenever something bad happens... And I'm going to drink, and mm -hmm. I'm like, at that point, like, when it's right before I'm going to drink, okay, so I just sort of struggle to it. keep self-control. Same with, like, grade 11. Oh, um, really? At Volvo, because Ruben was caught. Oh. Oh. He was caught at school. Yeah. With um, drinking, so I was, I was in a very bad mood because of it, and then, yeah, and then we went over just... to the party, and... I finished a bottle of vodka in half an hour. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't, Great days. I don't know how you could manage it. Like, I, I've I, learned to not yeah. be insecure about this, but I'm pretty lightweight. 
and that's not a bad thing because I would actually really enjoy being more lightweight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of, of because I see somebody like like MC and he drinks two shots of vodka and he's good for the night. I have to drink ten times that to be good for two hours. You see, I've I found and it pisses me off because it's so much money. I found my balance. It's anything a double like let's say double Clipdrift or a double Captain Morgan. And then three tequila shots, and yep. then I'm in a very good mood, but I'm still conscious enough to make very good decisions to not fuck up my life in the future. See, um, I really react differently to most alcohols. Uh, one shot tequila, and I already strip. <laughs> like, just straight away. Magic mic. Yeah. <laughs> see, my hips start it's getting very gar- It's 100% guaranteed. If you want to see me naked, you give me tequila. <laughs> no because you, you remember like golden boys uh I, oh yeah everybody even always forgets i was a golden boy but uh my, yeah my, I, you're I, like the one nobody remembers i was the best freaking dancer there nobody freaking remembers you're me. like the that fourth guy from one direction oh, who i can't remember because Wait, he's the guy you never remember nile the the guy with the blonde yeah hair. that guy okay yeah, yeah. nile you're Niall. Gee, I love the Golden Boys. Gee, thanks. Really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll send you a... I'm sorry. It's just videos. kind of... It's the truth. No, but I've got very, like... My hips enjoy just swinging around and then it can come off... Yeah, no, you're a good homosexual. dancer. <laughs> no, I'm not I a good dancer. I also love dancing and then people look at me very strangely. And like, yeah. You know what's something I really want to do one day at, like, a bar? Is I want to go up to somebody... In there, then I will be talking in a French accent and I will uh, convince them that they are Monsieur is there from Paris and they may exchange students from uh, Paris and they may have to have a very, very, very good time with their you tonight, maybe. <laughs> I think if somebody's drunk enough, I could do it. That could probably do it, but um, you know what you could also do? Just just situationally, if anybody ever wants to get in a fight with you at a mm. bar, scream at them in German. You need to teach me that, because you Fick dich! Fick dich! Yeah. What, what's fuck off in German? Fick dich! Um, that's fuck you, but oh. um, fuck off is just, yeah. Fick it's just, dich! Fick off! Yeah. German just is- shout it, and they don't know what to do. You can just scream a lot of random like yeah it's comes too yeah you know what german is just a language of two extremes it's either sounds yeah. very soft and pathetic or it sounds very loud and aggressive there's no like in between there is not an in between you either feel like you're getting shouted at um or or you just the sound guys like a pathetic person version of afrikaans yeah. because i went to the netherlands and i got so flipping irritated because like Everything just sounds like a patiatisa Afrikaans. Just yeah, Netherlands like some... really does, doesn't it? It's like, how you guys from the Netherlands? Shh, shut up. In Germany, actually, I, uh, there was a girl in my school who spoke um, Dutch. And we kind of, we hit it off a bit oh. because she could and speak you, you, Dutch. Oh, so we communicated in Afrikaans and Dutch. I, I think that would um, be a very, like, attractive trait to be able to speak a language that nobody can actually, like, understand. Actually, I yeah, I taught them so many swear words in Germany, in Afrikaans, yeah, Afrikaans swear words. I, I remember Evald with his French exchange student. That's the first time. Yeah, first time I taught, taught the them. grade ones the P bomb. 
and they would shout it while playing football Yo. in break. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting there like everybody, everybody thinks I, I thought, what did I say it meant? Because I wanted it to mean a soccer term. So they would yeah. shout it the whole time. Soccer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I either said it means pass the ball or yeah. um, man on like this, somebody's <laughs> behind you. And they would shout it the whole time. Everybody's just, oh, they're speaking Afrikaans for man. I'm like, yeah. They're screaming. Hup. You should have taken a video. Oh, it was so funny. I cannot <sighs> describe it. But, but where did your, like, love for football come from? Because, like, you're pretty much an outcast in our French group in it, when it comes to football. Yeah, that's true. I'm the only one who gives a damn like, about it. We, I mean, we, we really don't give... A single. I'm probably like one of the. I think it's literally me, Neil and Devet who gives who like like football in our grade. But like, where did you pick it up? It's like your dad, your brother. No, I just myself. I really I watched the games and just enjoyed football much more than any other sports. Really. And I was just interested in football from like age ten, and then I played football at a club for oh, what, three years from grade seven nice. till grade nine to great grade nine. seven till grade nine wow. yeah i was playing at a high school and then grade 10 it just got too busy with hockey and mm. football and academics so i dropped football but i mean you, but that's where stalin boss is coming in Stalies. but uh, let's be let's Stalies. be frank you're not the most um sportingly talented person out there no I mean, not in hockey. <laughs> but, but does it, does it do you feel in... like it has any benefit to you, even if you're not really good at it, just still doing it? It's just fun. I really, it's just for the fun of it. Like, mm. it, I just enjoy it. I think more people I mean, just take it up. Just say, you know what, yeah. just do a team sport. One, it keeps you in shape. Two, you're interacting yeah. with your mates, which is so much fun. Like, Which I, is just great, yeah. I still remember when I was in grade five and our cricket first team was an absolute boss, absolute boss team. I was the best bowler. Yes, I used to play cricket now. <laughs> pretty damn good. But then I gave it up because I was too much of a whiz. Don't people, don't do what I did, right? <laughs> so I got into grade eight because, you know, I'm a, a held back a year. I always make the joke. I yeah. colored in with the back of my pencil. So they made me do grade R again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had actually, yep. so, so I did grade R twice because I'm actually born quite late in the year and so I always had to compete in sports with like the grade above me but the thing is I went to yeah. a high school where I was the only like boy from my school going to that high school and what happened was I didn't know anybody in the teams. And so I just always like made an excuse not to go to practice, not to like compete in sports or anything, because I was afraid of like being awkward and not making friends. Cause but, you like, were an awkward little grade eight, like us all. Grade eight is, I, I wish you could just entirely Every single one of us. skip grade eight to like grade nine. That's like the shittiest phase of your life. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's, oh, I hate it. Just, 
because you know it's I'm not sure. even finding yourself it's literally just trying not to be that awkward thing yeah because you only actually start exists. learning things about yourself from grade 10 on i found like i feel like i yeah. just stayed exactly the like same t- grade, grade 10 and 11 is where i really find found myself and who mm. i want to be like grade 10 i was in a very committed relationship so i learned a lot about that but not a lot about myself in grade 11 it was sort of i learned more about myself than i did in grade 10 but the thing that I'm afraid of yeah. is next year when we're going to university and we're in first year, do you think it's going to be the same experience? It's going to be a bit more of the same. But before we head down that road, I just want to um, cough about that relationship thing. <coughs> Toxic. Nothing. What? I don't know why everybody always thinks it was like the most toxic thing. Because it was the most toxic. I was happy. Especially at the end of it. Yeah, but okay. At the end, end uh, we were on on the August tour. We were on the August tour. And the thing is, a lot of things have sort of built up to that ending up toxic. But the relationship wasn't toxic, actually. It was just a bunch of external factors. And problems that I myself cause and problems that she caused. And it just always sort of meshed together into one toxic relationship that had to end. But we're on very good terms now, so it doesn't really matter. But okay, back to the uh, university thing. Do, <laughs> do you think we're like going to be social outcasts next year? Uh, I don't know, because the thing is, when my brother was first year, mm-hmm. he... At the beginning, he was obviously just... It's like going into high school. You're friends with your primary school yeah, yeah, yeah. friends. Like, if we're going to go to Stonebos, we're going to stick together. Yeah, of course. Um, and we know that because we're friends from high school and we're the only people we know. Yeah, of um, course. And especially in, um, in like, a res, you're just going to, like, your roommates you might become friends. Mm. You don't know, maybe people they know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of course. Like your you'll have a bigger, mm-hmm. you'll have like more connection actually to become more friends. But I feel like it's only going to happen in like second year. We'll really yeah, when you, start making like, friends outside of like who we, it, it we went to high school with. It takes about a year to sort of scope out people's personalities. Because I don't know, you know, I was very good friends with uh, Wouter in grade 8. And I thought, yeah. he, he, like, he was a really good guy, but he's a prime example of don't get shitty friends because you're going to end up a shitty person. Yeah, it's very true. Like, I was friends with Voter in grade 10, like, great friends with him. Yeah. And it's the same situation. And I feel, the thing is, I think we're just going to get acquainted to our new lifestyle and our new surroundings. Mm. Like, even though somebody like me, I know Stanbos so yeah. well <laughs> no but you don't even no no i'm gonna tell the story I'm that was the one little mistake <laughs> tell us you are the most richting bedonert mens which i know okay, okay so no i know boss. i just don't know directions okay i can probably but, not drive okay, from my house to your house let's tell the story all right so we're in cape town <sighs> okay. for december vacation and we all decide you know what we're going to sell a bosch for the day uh uh, the ginger's dad who we're staying with he's taking us to uh to Stellenbosch and we get there he, has a meet- he had a and, meeting yeah and Janas is like boys we're going to Kutzenberg Dam I know exactly where it is me and my brothers went there multiple times and we start walking and we start walking we start walking okay wait and, and can I get... just give one disclaimer quickly all right <laughs> just one 
the multiple times I went there with my brother and his friends, I'm 100% certain I was not sober any one of those times. <laughs> any one of those times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Okay, so sober Janus is not very good with direction. But anyway, we get to the, to the foot of like a massive hill. And he says, boys, it's just at the top of this hill. And we're all like, ish, we've been walking for like an hour. We're all sweating. We all put on like pretty nice clothes. And uh, we start climbing this hill. And we get to the top of the hill. And it's just like a loop back down. And this bitch starts running. It's literally just houses and it goes straight back down. And he starts running because he's fucking scared. We're chasing him down the fucking hill. Throwing him you with all our three shoes. are chasing me down and running for my life. I'm like, nah. We were, we were throwing you with your shoes. You lost your pluckies. You got like blisters and stuff. You were throwing me with rocks. That you picked up on the sidewalk, you fuckers. One of you threw me in my calf, and I was like, yar. and then I went on racing down that hill. I don't know how you just, like, didn't fall and just scraped the half of your face I don't face know off. either. And then we get to yes. Kutzenberg Dam, and he and the ginger, oh no, it gets better. We get to Kutzenberg Dam, and we sort of go up one path, and we see... No, this this can't be right. There's somebody a house here. This doesn't no. look right. We're yeah. going around. And we go around and we walk through like a, a muraspu, like a swamp almost. And my white shoes get dirty. So I'm pretty pissed off because I really, I pay a lot. For, yeah. I pay a lot for my shoes and I, I, I really, I get really pissed off when people walk on my shoes or they get dirty because it's a pain to clean them. Anyways, we get to Kutzebach Dam, but there's a fence separating us and the dam. Oh no, I I forgot about this part. And I decided... You know this what? is my karma. I did this was I, my karma. I did, I did a lot high jump in primary school. I think I can do this. And I just bunny hop the fence. And uh, Janas is next. And he starts climbing onto the fence. And he gets onto like the second piece of wire. And his one fits already over. And he tries to leap with one foot and swing it around. And it, it's a very complicated yeah. acrobatic movement. And he thinks he can do it. But... I could have done it so much simpler, but I decided that method. <laughs> and I stood on the other side, and I'm the only one who can help him, but he starts jumping. And I just see, he looks he's going to make it, he looks he's going to make it, and he just starts falling sideways, sideways. And it just falling sideways. And he sits down right on a fucking rock. And he just lays there for like 15 seconds and groans. Uh... And, I... and I just stood next to him and laughing. <laughs> I'm such a shitty friend, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I would have lost my ass off you. And, then, you and s- then I landed on that massive rock and I had blood force trauma on my chest yeah, for like he, two he, weeks he afterwards. Blood force trauma on his chest. Can, can you believe And that? I didn't even go to a hospital. No, <laughs> and you uh, smoked a rollie and went in your speedo into the dam? Yeah, I smoked like five minutes after that. I smoked a rollie, put on my speedo. But where, where did you change for the speedos? Did you have it like under your your pants? Or? No, no. Um, because uh, Ginger and I all both wanted to wear our speedos. Yeah. So we went kind of into the, like the woods, to like in the direction of that house we saw and decided that's the wrong path. <laughs> that precise direction. And then we just found this little. 
we just found this little old piece of wall. And I was like, okay, Ginger, put this towel, like, cover me. <laughs> and I put on my Speedo, and I do the same for him. <laughs> and then we went swimming. And then we talked to some, uh, what, what school with the girls? Um, I can't I remember. think Bloom Off girls. Yeah, they were Bloom Off girls, and we talked to them. And uh, we were both, like, both of our groups were heading out, and we walked with them to, like, get out. And the exact same fucking route we decided wasn't the right route. Not was to take. The damn right route. Yeah. But, okay, at least we know now yeah. for next year when we actually... For next there. year, because we asked them to help us because none of you trusted me anymore. No, we don't trust you. <laughs> the way you were describing Kutzenbach, no, Tom, it was so much different than I imagined. You were like, okay, so there's, like, a park, and there's, like, sprawling grass field and then there's a little dam you're like oh that sounds very lovely and we get there it's just like a brown dam with like mud and pine trees um the park is like two kilometers away <laughs> i was talking about two separate things <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> the kutzenberg dam and then yeah. you've got butterfly fields okay, so up I, the hill, like two not kilometers a, out. Not a very good, I, first, I thought butterfly fields was a bar where you're going to have like a drink at and look over the mountains <laughs> and stuff. You're no. a very shit communicator, Jonas. I, I'm really not. Just listen. Okay. Butterfly uh, fields is just like it's on top of a hill. Close to Winyard. Winyard. Yeah. Wow, I wish I could speak English. Um, what, what was that, that that little wine shop we uh, we went in? Because I went there when we went back to Sally's for the open day. Um, oh, the Stormy Young. The Stormy Young, exactly. Yes, I the Stormy Young. I love that little place, man. We went there. It's such a... During yeah, we went there. Yeah. During open day, yeah, we were both day. there chilling and drinking a Spear Witwein and just chilling there. I love a queer class spear. Oh, spear, it, it just does it for me. I don't know why. The other day I drank a spear Royvang. Uh, yeah. Stick with the white one. <laughs> yeah, Sauvignon like, Blanc. I, like, I, yeah. I've never been a huge fan of red wine. Beerschluff Pinot Blanc. Oh, no, I enjoy good. red wine more. Really? Red wine is amazing. Yeah, oh, I love no. it. Nah, no, I'm, a, I'm a Sauvignon Blanc kind of guy. Yeah. But as I said, I get different reactions to every alcohol. Red wine just makes me very deep. No, but very, I think very that's deep. like... But very chill as well. Like, I'm just this laid-back, mellow guy no, I think who just wants to smoke and person. talk about shit. Because, like, I... Most alcohol, except tequila, makes me extremely calm. I'm probably the calmest drunk person you've ever encountered. Except for tequila. If I drink tequila, then I want to go party. Yeah, if I drink tequila once again, I want to get naked. You want to get naked. But you just talked about nice. smoking. If I, so, hmm. What actually wants me, makes me want to party? Well, to be fair, any type of shot that's not tequila wants me, makes me want to okay, go party. Okay, so, so shots, it's not necessarily the alcohol. And it's cocktails. The manner, it's the manner in which... Really? It's the manner in which you drink. Yeah, cocktails, I don't know why. But it's the manner in which you drink. Because a shot kind of, it has that stigma of it this is gonna hype you up mm. no, because you it's, like, it's like, and wine it's is like you gross. drink it slowly and yeah but chilled. wine is like you drink it to enjoy it a shot you do just to get yeah. it over with so i think yeah that and to get drunk feeds into that but what, yeah. what would you what would you say I mean, is the best alcohol to drink when you're gonna smoke weed 
I'm not even sure. I don't know if it has that big of a difference. Because my first time it I could have like I drank a glass of red wine and I smoked and it was pretty it was a pretty cool experience. But I, I, that's the only experience I've had, so I can't really speak yeah. about it. Okay, so um, I've not really <laughs> drank two different things being high. I think I've drank beer, wine, and like just like a clippies or something. Beer can fuck off, sorry. <laughs> I love beer. No, I uh, hate beer because, you know, the thing is, is I went to the gastrologist like yeah, Wednesday and apparently my what's your den darum in english you've got boil i don't know okay so, something's not right in my stomach no, no. so what happens is yeah. there's like a bottleneck of food and the food can't escape quick enough so i'm like full the entire time so when i drink beer i feel like shit oh so that's why okay, i don't catch. like it because the the carbonation and like it's a quite yeah, a filling drink. Yeah, it just kind you know? of fills you up. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like absolute shit every time I drink beer, and I don't really like the taste. Sorry. Call me a pussy. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I understand. Um, just just quickly, the best thing, the best drink to combine when you're high is a gin and tonic. Just thought about it. Definitely. Ah. Like, 100%. gin is so slept on on guys because it's got the stigma of almost being like a feminine drink. But It's like, got a stigma of being a girl's drink, but, but I love really gin nice. and tonic, man. Gin and tonic, gin and dry lemon. Gin and lemonade, everything's really good. Like, the best I've ever had is you, you like, a bit of gin. Mm-hmm. Um, those, like, that lime flavoring you get, I think oh, the, the lime brand's cordial. name yeah, is yeah, Roses yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that lime cordial. And you put a few drops of that in mm-hmm. with um, a blueberry tonic. Or I think it's blueberry tonic. Best shit ever. Chanas. Chanas. So you're nice. Me ideas now. I just need to get some blueberry <laughs> tonic somewhere. I just need to get some blueberry tonic, man. Yeah, you know what's really nice is you take... Um, you can take make it with gin or vodka, but you can uh, you take uh, what sir lemon like lemon juices, and you squeeze that into like let's say a tablespoon full of it into like a glass with ice, and you throw in one tablespoon of sugar and you mix that up really well, and then with Sprite and like a single or a double vodka and oh and mint leaves crushed mint leaves very important it's the most refreshing <laughs> thing you've ever drank in your life mint leaves oh. If you, anything you add mint leaves, if you add mint leaves to anything, it makes it more refreshing. I don't think it's lasagna amazing. with mint leaves are going to be really nice, but okay. <laughs> no, no, mint, I mean like any drink with mint leaves. Coca-Cola <laughs> Overall. and mint? Orange. It works. Orange juice. It's really not too bad. That, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It... Nah, that won't work. Okay, but anything it <laughs> like would taste nice, it's going to make it more refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Just debating in which drinks mint leaves are gonna work. <laughs> oh. Do you think mint leaves will have an effect if you like put it if you like crush it with your weed and you like smoke it then? Do you think it'll have like an effect? You just gave me an idea. Oh my god. <sighs> you just gave me such a good idea. Mind blown. Yeah. You want to come over Friday and taste something with me? 
I can't. I'm writing accounting. Really? <laughs> I'm writing accounting one, accounting two, and chemistry in the same fucking week. Seriously? I wanna. I oh, wanna cut that's really myself. sad. Yeah, it's really not nice, eh? Oh yeah. But that okay. is really bad. Can I tell you what I'm writing writing that week that you're writing accounting? You're probably just writing and... like one thing. Let me. Oh physics. no, he doesn't even. Yeah, you. I'm not writing a single subject that week. I'm looking at it. Well, now, actually, you... on the Saturday, technically, I am. The oh, Saturday, writing... I'm writing cat, German. Cat and German. Wow, they kind of they kind of messed you up with that one because they're like, you know what, you're not writing anything. Oh, Here's a double whammy. Yeah, my whole Saturday's gone. Yeah, I don't Terrible. know. I've, I've not got a very fun, very fun exam. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's not very good. Yeah? I literally... I mean, mine's actually... I don't know. It's not like it's that chill. Obviously, I have that big gap in the middle, but I literally write... I'm writing all of my tests in the first week and the last week. But how many tests did you all write this week? Because you had a pretty crazy one. You had English... And then uh, six, oil. six tests, six and then tests. holy shit. Then Monday one, yeah. Tuesday two, and then from Wait, what did you and then Monday? yeah from Saturday. No, no, I'm talking about next Monday. Oh, next Monday. I'm writing okay. math. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then Tuesday. And then two. life orientation, the biggest bullshit. Uh, you yeah, it's such a piece of shit. Subject. I don't know why they always do that to the cat kids, eh? Like, they always just pile on. A cat is always, like, the yeah. second test in a day, or it's always a combo, and people always have both subjects. Ish. Yeah, literally always. To be fair, I can't think of a single person who has cat and German. Except I'm trying you. to go through my German class at the moment. Yeah, because you're only one class, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, Yifro Karen last is, year, I she mean... was the best teacher, eh? Hmm? Yifro Karen last year, she was like the best teacher. Yeah, she was the best. I mean, and before her, Yifro Angelica. Yifro Angelica. The German teachers are really good yeah. at our school, actually. I don't know yeah. how the current Always one amazing. is. Always like, amazing. And Yifro Katerina as well. I mean, one in online schooling, she asks me how I'm doing, and I'm like, ma'am, I'm over this. I'm going to lie on the floor. She's like, enjoy it. <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> who, who started the lying on the floor thing? Because I know Neil B does it. Yifra Karen did it. Yeah, it's a time. big thing in our school, in our class. Like, whenever anybody is feeling stressed or they don't even want to work, that's the symbol. If you don't want to work that day in class, you just lie on the floor. And we all just understand, okay. That person just needs some space. Time, right? Just, just give them a break. Just need some space. Just leave them alone. I wish. Um, and Neil, Neil started it. Neil yeah, B. Of course, Neil B started it. He, he's, yeah. he's the most interesting character I think I know. He's, yeah, he's a, he's very strange, but I, he's very cool. I love him. I adore yeah. him. I, I enjoy him. I enjoy his conversations a lot, yeah. and I've... just the person he is. He's a good, he's a cool person. I've got something that's going to broaden your knowledge. Are you ready? Have you ever okay. heard of Mad Honey? What? Mad Honey. Mad Honey? So it's a honey that's hallucinogenic okay. when you eat it. So when you eat it, it's like a hallucinogenic and you start hallucinating. 
already love honey and this is like yeah this is probably what so what happens is there's bees like in the mountaintops of nepal they've got these like um hives on the sides of like cliff faces and the oh, combination of the flowers they pollinate from and the lack of oxygen up there creates a honey that makes you like trip balls so what people do is they climb up the rock faces and they, eat and they the get honey. the honey and they because <laughs> it, it, it's effects diminish the longer it's like it's, it's a way if it's been extracted so like the sooner you eat it the better the triple b so they eat like honey oh, okay. and they get high on the side of a cliff face while bees are probably like stinging them so okay think... so when are we going to nepal um we're not gonna have plate probably so let's do that december what about that for a december vacation Yeah, plate's not happening we'll go there sounds good matric vacation let's go get let's go get high on the on the sides of cliff faces in nepal definitely a great idea i'm loving that but uh i just kind of i'm just very scared i'm gonna cliff once i eat like have you had experience with like hallucinogenics no no I've always said the furthest I'll go is weed. Okay. No, because I really want to try it. Like, get that perspective changing thing. The thing is, it, maybe if it's organic, but obviously I'm never going no, of to course. I, I any man-made drugs. Syn- no. Synthetic things. But, like, yeah. don't most shrooms and stuff count as a hallucinogenic? Once again, I'm not sure. I've not even done shrooms. Still did, want to though. Did, that that actually, I'm us... lying when I'm saying I don't want to go further. <laughs> I want to do shrooms. Yeah, no. Because didn't somebody once tell you the best way to like do shrooms is get a piece of white bread and you smear Nutella on it, and you just Nutella and you cut the, the shrooms into pieces and spe- sprinkle them on, and then and you like, have a Nutella bread that's gonna bake you the fuck out. Gordon Ramsay would love that. I think Gordon Ramsay probably does it. (laughs) Gordon Ramsay, I feel like Gordon Ramsay's wife is really stressed whenever he goes down on her. (laughs) 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 She's got a call that out. Do do you think she is? (laughs) 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 I think he's gonna judge it like. I think if she like gets maybe she gets like aroused when he starts aggressively shouting at her crotch. <laughs> it smells like fish screaming, in the screaming, <laughs> screaming at her crotch. This crotch, <laughs> my god, it's raw. of him where he takes two pieces of bread and he puts it on somebody's head and he's like what are you you're an idiot sandwich <laughs> have you have you heard the one about the squid is so raw yeah. i can still hear it telling, telling spongebob, SpongeBob to, to fuck off, off. 
I don't know how he comes up with these things. Like he should probably. I just don't know, but he, he is the most entertaining on, on culinary and just become yeah. an improv comedian. I think he would just be probably He's... the best improv comedian. I mean, to be fair, seen. it's just so funny hearing, like, shout at people for their terrible culinary skills. You know, I enjoy people who are incompetent at their jobs, but think they are very good at their jobs. Get yelled at. Yeah, and, like, it's it's so place. funny. It's I really so enjoy funny. That. Okay, that's probably yeah. a little bit sadistic, but yeah. No, but it, it, it's funny, especially if they think like they believe they're good at their uh, job, but they're completely that's, that's, incompetent. That's the thing that really irritates me is people with like a very inflated ego, where they're like, "Yeah, I'm the best yeah. at this. Nobody can ever teach me anything." They're so like uh, caught up in their own idea of what they the best at that they're not even open to trying new things. Precisely, I mean, you've always just got quick. to be open and be like ready to learn something new yeah Do you yeah yeah because i mean that's the thing with this new black lives matter thing is i don't want to put my opinion out there because i don't feel i'm informed enough to actually make a not necessarily make a decision but just to put something out there that is going to affect other people's opinion so i want to be yeah. fully informed and make an informed opinion so that it is that's always a thing yeah that's always a very important thing to me whenever i like whenever i go into a situation like that or just no because if i, mean, I very, if i want to have an, form, formulate an opinion about something like that yeah i'm very activisty so mm. the first like the second i actually learned about george floyd's murder mm. i kind of really went and did a lot of research to get okay. nice form on the matter like, Look, I've I, it's trying. just a thing for me because mm. I feel like you can't have a debate or an argument if you don't know enough yeah, if, if or you don't have circumstances, if you don't have evidence, if you don't have anything to yeah, If you don't plans. have substantial knowledge about the subject. Yeah, then you can't actually have a proper opinion on it because you, yeah. I mean, I obviously had certain beliefs before I like read into this motion yeah. and what's going on. And not gonna lie, some of my beliefs were thoroughly like broken down, and I feel it's for the better, because yeah, I mean I feel like I'm a more enlightened, informed person. I've always been someone who the the biggest thing for me that define that makes someone attractive or not, or just a human I want to be around is do they have respect for other people? That's the yeah. biggest thing. That's also a big thing for me. It's that's why I hate people with like egos way mm. too big for themselves <sighs> because it's like uh, they're always just disrespectful and they're always like they're always condescending towards mm, many they, many yeah, people and it pisses that... me off. I can't be in that surrounding. It's yeah. it, I really just can't. No, because they always think that like I'm right, you're wrong. Shut up. Precisely. But it's not like that. Just be open. Be loving. Yeah. Be nice to other Precisely. people. Precisely. Because it's only going to help you. I promise. Yeah. Like, I think in like a situ with like the subject of environmental changes and mm. climate change, things like that, if I start a debate with most people, I'm going to be honest here, most of the time I win it. <laughs> but it's just because people aren't as informed as yeah. they think they are with that subject and i'm not condescending towards them or anything mm, i just course. let them know there's something you don't know which yeah. you should 
be informed about be before taking on about something like that because it's something I'm very passionate about and it's just yeah I'm yeah, just the, the louder can't, can't, just calmly is. telling them and just telling them okay so if you want to have an argument about with me about something like the beef industry just be informed about mm. it because I promise you I am yes of course something no, like that the, the, I found the louder your arguments get the less people actually want to listen to you yeah. I think the louder you get when you're making a stand is the less like the rate yeah because the less you're just, people you're just listen showing to you. you don't have any evidence to back Precisely. up your claim so you're just going to try and distract yeah. the other people that you don't have anything to back yourself up yeah. with being loud yeah I, f I feel the same about being emotional because mm. i feel the second you become emotional in an argument or a debate you lose all your you you're not as reputable or yes, as believing of course anymore in that argument and if you start making emotional decisions then shit starts hitting the fan real quick yeah Precisely. So you can have your own opinion based on no, emotional you... on your emotional views, mm. but if you have an opinion based on your own emotional views, that doesn't make your view right. People like, need to be doesn't necessarily like, I think make it correct. The most important thing for people to do is form their own opinions from information that they receive. Not from yeah, preconceived not just ideas. their emotional exactly, but yeah. you need to form an opinion from a piece of information that you've been yeah. given because your what I believed back three years is completely different what I believe now because I've been able to oh, 100%. do more yeah. research, find more things, develop my personal uh, belief system. Yeah, but so I, you can definitely have an emotional opinion mm. of something or an opinion of something based on your emotions yeah but be be informed about it at least just try and get as much information that you can yeah. surrounding the subject and then make your opinion because i mean every, Precisely. every, every subject does have two sides and you need to consider yeah. both yeah. sides before you can make a judgment call because if i look at some of the protesters that are going on now not all of their hearts are in the right places yeah people some people just don't have the correct agenda mm. especially in my opinion like you can be fighting the same cause as let's say black life matters but your agenda is different of to course. what it actually should be yeah because it... like the big thing i just believe mm. in this situation is Black lives don't matter until, or all lives don't matter until black lives do. That's just, yeah, that's, that's a, the main reason. That's a very I, good one because what people. That's are, the main reason I stand behind the Black Lives Matter movement. Because what white people, or well, some white people are doing now, I shouldn't general. I really shouldn't generalize. Don't generalize people. Yeah. Um, what some white people are doing is they're trying to flip it, so that they're the victims again. Yeah, the plasma which is and that thing, yeah. which is completely wrong. You don't always need to be the spotlight. And it's not like like those white people are like the victim anyway, or no. the oppressor no. that that Black Lives Matter are, are protesting against. Mm. It's 
it's purely at the moment police brutality against black people and oppression against black people yeah it has and that's why like the plasma murder is completely relevant to what's going on it it has no relevance it has absolutely no relevance to the subject because it's police brutality you look at the police and you want the police to be able to protect you you don't want to live in fear of the police Precisely, these protests are against, are literally because of unnecessary murders that police are walking away from. Mm. And they are, and they are the precise people who took an oath to protect the people they are murdering. Of course. And then just walking away from it like nothing, like they did nothing wrong. if, If I'm completely honest, if a police officer decides, you know what, I'm not cut out for this job, not necessarily I can't handle it. But either the stress is too much or I'm not in the right mindset. And you tell your superior officer, sir, I don't feel I can do that. I will have so much more respect for you than if you yeah. just continue on in a job, which you aren't necessarily mentally, I, w- I don't, wouldn't say qualified for, but... Uh, like you're not mentally into. ready, prepared mm. for it. For that, I understand what you... you literally have but, another uh, person's life in your hands. And that is a responsibility Precisely. I would never want to bear. So I can't imagine how a police officer must feel with that responsibility. I can think, yeah. It's it's not easy. I can't think it's easy. You have to be mentally strong and stable, which is something mm-hmm. I'm not for that. <laughs> See, I'm very um I'm very mentally stable, but I I'm very I wouldn't say pro-life because I believe people should have the right to abortion so that's not the correct term to use pro-choice pro-choice there we go but uh pro-choice. I think people where was I going with this again ah oh, shit we went I'm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure you know I want to have a chat about, why about the meat industry because I'm quite ill-informed actually and i i just i want to see your debating skills so for everybody at home i really enjoy red meats sonder akvet but i do and i don't i i really i just choose not to think about the moral implications thereof if you see i mean that's that's the thing a lot of people just choose not to believe it but you can always go with like what neil degrasse tyson said and Mm -hmm. the great thing about science is whether you believe it or not it's true yes so you can believe the fact you can believe the facts are there or not and that's what most people do in or at least most people i do in the situation of eating beef Mm -hmm. is they just choose not to believe the facts you that see, it is killing our earth. <laughs> I don't... It's not that I don't believe the facts. It's that I'm willingly ignoring the facts because I enjoy the product thereof, which is very wrong. And which yeah, I, so... But the thing is, can you tell me how I can improve that viewpoint or how I can actually make a difference? Okay, so... The thing how I saw it is 
um, how I became a pescatarian and st stopped eating can you, can you red meat was Sorry, in grade 10 when I watched the documentary, first of all. Okay. Um, and the documentary stated a lot, a lot of stuff that I did not know. Mm. And it, it was just, it was a new insight, completely new insight. Mm. Um, and it changed my view. Okay, can, can you give so me like some of the information I, that happened? What I saw is just a couple of facts behind the behind the transport industry the meat industry is the second leading cause for global gas emissions for greenhouse emissions globally okay uh, which is terrible yeah that is very bad it's also the main reason or not animal agriculture alone but all agriculture which does include a lot of animal agriculture is the leading cause for deforestation which mm. creates co2 dead zones and then yes. subsequently just eats up our earth even more. Yeah. Um, and then with that, the last thing is just it it uses about 5,000 liters of water in one in one cow's lifetime to produce around about half wow. a pound, no, half a kilogram of red meat. Okay, so... Hmm... So it's just kind of a couple of things that really yeah, made no. me realize, and I really, I love the planet Earth, obviously. <laughs> it's just, I'm a big environmental. It's our baby mama. What? <laughs> I think you just spazzed out for a okay. bit. <laughs> okay, well, I'm back. Huzzah! Uh, we're... Cut out. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, thinking... Because, like, I, I never actually knew this or was willing to do research about this. But because I'm sorry, but I'm not willing to cut out red meat of my diet quite yet. But I think what I should probably do is encourage my parents, because I'm still living with them, to almost have that as a treat and not necessarily as like a staple meal. Yeah, I mean, if you at least just lessen your use, it helps mm. already. But the thing that I can't understand is, okay, I, as the consumer, I'm lessening my use. But the producer is still producing the same quantity, even though I am not buying. It comes down mainly to supply and demand. Once again, if there's no demand for a product, there's no reason to supply it. Okay, so but... if there's no demand or less demand, oh, gracious. What? No, sorry. My <laughs> okay, computer... No. Because I, That's something weird. I'm just one individual. We're just one family of four people. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's I understand that point me. completely. But my counter towards that is when the whole world collectively came together and like fought against plastic straws. You can always just go. It's only one plastic straw. Said seven billion people. people. Yes, of course. So no. that's the same thing. Like, it's only one piece of red meat, said 8 billion people. Okay, yeah. not 8, because not a lot of people can afford meat. Yeah, but no, I'm just, I'm eight, just playing devil's advocate four billion today, because I just want to see you in action. <laughs> okay. No, because... Okay, so... But should you say... Which, okay, you obviously need to be vocal about these things. But not everybody is comfortable being vocal about everything that they believe in because that's why that's why i made the podcast 
I'm trying to keep it as anonymous as possible for my guests because a lot of them aren't really necessarily comfortable with sharing their deepest life philosophies and things as themselves. Okay, well, uh, we just lost Janus again because Wi-Fi is an issue, apparently, and well, I don't know. This is a recurring theme, it seems, that people are just cutting out of the videos because their Wi-Fi went down. But alright, so I think we had a pretty insightful conversation, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and so we'll see you all at the next free weekend. Cheers.